Hey there, language lovers, Shannon Kennedy here, along with Benny Lewis, for a new episode of the Language Hacking Podcast, where we're chatting with Susanna, a fluent in three months challenge participant, about her experience learning Spanish with us. If you're wondering what the Fluent in Three Months Challenge is, it's a 90-day program where you aim to have a 15-minute conversation in a new language as a part of a supportive community. You can learn more at languagehacking.com slash challenge. And of course, if you enjoyed this episode or the podcast in general, you can find bonus questions and extended versions of our episodes over on our Patreon at languagehacking.com slash Patreon. In this episode, we talk about learning Spanish in the Fluent in Three Months Challenge and finally finding success in language learning, how friendship and connections can make learning languages a positive experience, being a gregarious introvert and what that means for language learning, the importance of consistency, raising a bilingual child, learning Spanish through her non-native language, why office hours are one of the best parts of the Fluent in Three Months Challenge, and how accountability can impact your success. So let's get into our chat with Susanna. The links and resources mentioned in this episode can be found at languagehacking.com forward slash 106. Welcome to the Language Hacking Podcast from Fluent in Three Months. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Language Hacking Podcast. Today, our guest is Susanna Orban, who's going to be sharing her language learning story with us. She is a member of the uh, Fluent in Three Months Challenge, and she's very active in the language learning community. So I can't wait to share her story with us. So how are you doing today, Susanna? I am very well. Thank you. Thank you uh, so much for having me. Of course. And I would love it if you took the center stage and gave us your perspective on how language learning became a part of your life. Oh, my language learning journey started a long time ago. I started uh, my first language, which was German, in elementary school. It was the first time uh, when I had to face difficulties in my studies. Uh, the Hungarian teaching method was grammar-heavy, uh, with plenty of uh, nonsense vocabularies. Uh, if you didn't know the correct answer, you were punished. When I started to learning uh, English in the high school, the teaching method didn't change. In addition, my teacher said I haven't any talent for language learning and uh, never ever will uh, learn it. I went through a lot of difficulties, mainly because I wanted to live up to the expectations. I didn't understand why so hard learning language, if anything else, is uh, so easy. Uh, during the university, it turned out I have dyslexia, so I got an excuse and I took it. But uh, three years ago, my husband came up with an idea that we should move to New York. And honestly, I wasn't a fan of uh, this idea. I have struggled with English for decades. To tell the truth, I really hated learning any language. I had no experience of success. Instead, I had a lot of bad experiences. Uh, so when we arrived uh, in New York, uh, I couldn't ask for a glass of water. I was afraid of using English, but uh, everybody said I will pick up the language. 
I cannot say that uh, this is what happened. I couldn't pick up anything. And of course, COVID didn't help me too. As you hear, this problem was almost solved by an amazing Hungarian teacher who helped me a lot, not just with my English, but with um, many mental barriers. But it took more than two years if uh, I don't count my previous 50 years when I started our relationship uh, with English. I thought it was too much time, too much effort. I don't have uh, another decade to learn to speak another language. And that time uh, I got a newsletter uh, from you and uh, you promised everybody would be able to uh, have a 15 minutes conversation in a new language after uh, 90 days. I thought I'd, uh, get, uh, I'd uh, give it uh, one chance one last chance, uh, but I didn't really think uh, I could uh, do it. But uh, I was like, I am uh, not working now. I have time. So let's do it. So in the challenge with us, you learned Spanish. Can you talk a little bit about your decision to learn that particular language? I started with uh, Spanish because of uh, I thought uh, when we arrived uh, to New York, I thought I will uh, learn uh, English very fast because of this is a native area. But uh, instead of I had a lot of American friends, I had a lot of, I made a lot of uh, Spanish uh, friends. And I want to uh, learn uh, language because of, uh, I want to speak with them in the mother tongue. Now, you were saying before that the expectation is that when you move to a country, you will just naturally and magically pick up the language. And that doesn't happen. And as you know, from my story, that didn't happen for me when I moved to Spain either. So why is it, do you think, that people expect just being in the country will solve that problem? And what is the real solution to actually getting to speak a language if it's not just moving to the country to naturally pick it up? I think uh, the solution is uh, you have to change your environment and it is not necessary you moved uh, another country because uh, in my case, I, I moved to the Hungarian building so I could speak Hungary all day, but uh, I had to make a friend and I had to search opportunities that you I can speak another speakers, not just the native speakers. As I mentioned, I have a lot of Latin American friends and the common language is uh, English. So you have to speak and you have to uh, step out your comfort zone. So I'm curious for you, because you had such a hard time with languages at the beginning, when was it like, what was there a particular moment when it switched over and you suddenly began having positive experiences with learning languages? Or was it more because you moved to the US, you just changed your environment and started working on what you needed to work on in order to learn languages? Because I'd love to know in particular, like, I mean, you were following different language learning blogs and, and doing different things. So obviously there was that desire to learn languages despite those negative experiences. So can you talk a little bit about the your mindset and why you still wanted this, even though it was difficult for you? And if there was a moment that it kind of all clicked for you? 
I want to prove myself I am able to learn in another language because uh, I have a lot of degrees and uh, I don't think so I am a stupid girl. So I want to prove I am able to do this. And uh, in addition, I want to read uh, books, originals and uh, watching movies without I have to wait. Uh, for the Hungarian transcription. And uh, I, I love uh, speaking uh, another peoples and uh, I love uh, making friends. So it is very important for me uh, part, being part of the community. So the first things uh, when uh, was my wins, when I started to make friends in English. And it was amazing experience because before that, I thought it is not possible. If you want to share your thoughts, it is just, uh, you know, this just uh, in the native language because it is the best connections. But uh, I have a lot of friends now uh, and we speak another language and uh, it is amazing for me. Now, you say that a big motivator for you is to be able to make friends and to join communities. But at the same time, you describe yourself as a gregarious introvert. So what do you mean by that? And how has that influenced your language learning? I have always known I am an introverted person because I need a lot of uh, time alone especially after being around people. But as I mentioned, I also love making connections, making friends, sharing my thoughts, listening to another stories. I really love the buzz of being in a room where people are interacting. So I like being in a room, uh, but entering is a different story. I am often tempted to run away before crossing the threshold or clicking on the Zoom link. So when I heard from Elizabeth, who is uh, one of the coach in the Fluent in Streamers, that she is uh, Gregorious introverted, I know that is an appropriate uh, expression. As for learning, uh, being part of uh, the community is essential to me. I want to connect with other challengers and I love to know uh, what they learned and encourage each other. But I am actually of, more of an introvert when uh, I am in a foreign language environment, but I am working on it to be more fulfilled. You mentioned that during the challenge that keeping up a consistent learning schedule was helping you a lot and doing something every day was really working for you. Can you talk about this more in detail and how you fell on this strategy and figured out that consistency would work for you? I read a lot of books about habits, for example, Atomic Habits, Kaizen, and I knew in order to make a, a habit of language learning, I have to be consistent. Consistency keeps me moving forward and uh, learning every day creates a habit. I know myself and if I start skipping days, I am more likely to make excuse and miss more. So I learned every single day. Another positive effect of studying consistently is that I can keep track of my progress because measuring progress is uh, in language learning is very difficult 
I never see my own improvement and I am unaware of my progress. But I created a Google Sheet uh, where I can track my daily tasks. And uh, during the challenge, we had a daily AMA sheets. And it was a huge motivation for me to see every cell becoming green. I took delight in ticking uh, the, in the spreadsheets and seeing the growing numbers and uh, get something which is tangible. Uh, you said that you traveled to New York with your husband and you also have a son. So how does the... How, how does language learning impact your family dynamic and uh, how are you working on potentially raising a bilingual uh, son? It is a very interesting uh, experience because of my son is fluent and uh, he corrects me all the time. He started with uh, pronunciation, <laughs> but he g- gave up. And nowadays, he uh, started correct uh, my grammar mistakes, and I am very happy because a uh, lot of time I am not aware of my mistakes, but uh, when he uh, corrects me, I see my mistakes and I can uh, correct myself. And it, it was amazing uh, so how he uh, learned uh, English, and I learned from him a lot because of... Uh, when he didn't know uh, one particular word, he asked, and after that, uh, he put in another sentence immediately, and it was amazing. And uh, nowadays, I'm just amazed how he can uh, use the grammar, u- grammar things, which is he is not aware, but I see the, a lot of very not basic uh, grammar, and he can use it. And he is just uh, six years old. Uh, Another thing, my husband is fluent, but I didn't dare speak with uh, him. I think I started uh, speak with them in English in the last uh, six months, maybe. (laughs) But uh, before that, I was uh, very shy, and I don't want to speak with uh, them. And now it's happened a miracle for me because I am who inspired him, them, uh, inspired them uh, for learning Spanish. And they started learning Spanish because of me. Uh, You were actually learning Spanish through English, which is not your native language. Your native language is Hungarian. What was that experience like for you learning a new language in that way? I didn't regret learning Spanish in this way. It was very challenging, but I got from it so much. One of uh, the difficulties was when I was tired or simply didn't have a certain word uh, active in English and had to translate it from Hungarian to English first and then from English to Spanish and vice versa. So it was uh, very time-consuming, but I think it paid off. Uh, I could practice English and Spanish at the same time. But another challenging thing was when uh, we met with my dream team. Everybody native language was English except me. Honestly, sometimes I have completely lost the thread 
but it was just a tiny inconvenience. Uh, I love my dream teams uh, members. They were so kind and patient with me. And I am very lucky because two of them are part of my life uh, now too. One of them, Alicia, helps me a lot with English. She is a native speaker and we started a B-weekly language party, which is open for everybody in the Fluent in Three Months community. Of course, I can say it was completely smooth trip. Around the second month, I felt like I had messed up. And I shouldn't have started another language. I, I felt like uh, my English uh, stepped down because the languages were mixed in my mind and I couldn't express myself in English. But uh, it just uh, took time for my brain to progress that it was to work with uh, three languages at once. So as well as working with your dream team, you very frequently were attending our office hours and use these to take advantage of the coaching sessions. So like, could you explain to people who don't know what are the office hours and what are the benefits you got out of them? I think uh, office hours is the one of the best things in the Fluent in Three Months uh, Challenge because uh, I can speak with uh, coaches who are amazing and uh, they can help a lot. If, uh, if you have any questions, any struggles, you can speak with them and uh, a lot of time uh, the advance is uh, very useful. And uh, I loved these sessions because it is a really helpful things. So one of the other parts of the challenge is that at the end, you need to create your 90 day video, which is a 15 minute conversation in your new language. And you had mentioned earlier, and you also mentioned it in the challenge that you didn't think that you were going to make it through that 15 minutes, but of course you did. So can you talk a little bit about how you were feeling about recording the video? And then after when you realized you had accomplished this, how you felt? It was amazing experience doing this uh, video because I really believed I am not uh, able to do this. So when I finished, I felt, uh, yes, I am able to learning another language and from the scratch and I know speaking with uh, the native speakers. And I think uh, it was the best things in my life ever it is not true but you know it was amazing and how has your opinion on language learning and of your self-confidence changed because of this experience it is a world of difference as before than before because uh, i hadn't any confidence learning language and speaking with uh, native speakers but uh, I learned everybody has a struggle, everybody struggle with uh, learning uh, language and speaking. And uh, before the challenge, I didn't have any confidence, especially speaking an, uh, in another language. But uh, after that, I felt everybody is struggle with uh, speaking another language and everybody has their own uh, problems with uh, it. 
And uh, for me, it was a really breakthrough when I created the 19 days videos because it uh, helped me a lot take out my comfort zone and uh, be aware it is not happening anything if you made a mistake. And uh, now I am not shy. And uh, if somebody wants to speak with me in English or in Spanish, I know I can manage this situation. And uh, for example, my, uh, my biggest proof, uh, my self-confidence is improved. Uh, for example, uh, the following months when the challenge ended, I went to Mexico with my family and I could order and uh, check in, check out uh, and uh, run around everything in Spanish. And everybody was extremely kind and helpful. And I think it was because I strive to speak their mother uh, languages. And uh, because of uh, when it, when I arrived to New York and I had to uh, deal with uh, something, I asked my husband, husband uh, do it because I hadn't uh, any self-confidence in English. So it was a really breakthrough for me. You often checked into the Yene Report channel beyond just updating the sheet. You also kind of wrote about what you were doing and, and gave a little bit more detail, which is something that is optional, but you really dove in and, and did it, sharing what you were working on and how much you studied. What benefits did you find in having that accountability? As I mentioned, being part of uh, the community is very important for me. Uh, there were days when I didn't want to study at uh, all, uh, but I got notification from the Yene report channel about what the members learned. I want to be part of it, and I, it was a huge motivation for me to sharing my daily achievement with the others. Sometimes I got uh, messages about how inspiring my hard work is, and this encouraged me even more to write down my progress more often. So you've had this uh, transformative experience with moving to New York, and you're starting to gain all this confidence in English. You even were able to take the lead as you went to Mexico and to help your family as uh, as kind of the Spanish-speaking guide. So where do you see your future going with language learning in terms of both English and Spanish and maybe any other languages you might be interested in? Now I participate in another challenge in English because I would like to reach C1 level. After that, uh, I am sure I will go on with my Spanish and I would like to achieve a very um, strong uh, level. I would like to learn uh, Hindi uh, again because I started a long time ago, just I had to finish. But uh, I think it will be very good because I can uh, start it again with the scratch and uh, it was a very good experience learning Spanish from the scratch. Another question for you that we ask all of the guests on the podcast is, what is your definition of language hacking? Finding your way, uh, how you can enjoy this journey. 
but you have to know that uh, stepping out to your comfort zone is uh, mandatory. Another big hacking for me is the language island and the chunks. Honestly, at the beginning, I thought it was a little bit cheating things, and I felt a little bit of imposter syndrome. But uh, finally, I realized it works for me, so it is very good things. I just recommend. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for sharing your story with us. This is very interesting and really appreciate it. You're an inspiration to others now. (laughs) Thank you very much. It is amazing. Yep, and for everybody listening, I'll wish you all a very happy language learning. Happy language learning. All right, so at the end of each episode, Benny and I like to share something that we took away from our conversation with our guest. And this is something that's immediately actionable that you can implement into your own language learning and see how it works out for you. So Benny, what was your takeaway from our chat with Susanna? I think the big takeaway that I'd like everyone to be reminded of is the um, mentality shift that she made. Because at the beginning, she did not have any confidence and she was comparing herself to others. And she was feeling bad about her whole whole situation, letting her husband do all of the English speaking for her. Um, But she realized that everybody struggles. And I really want to remind listeners that this is true. No matter who you are, you would always imagine your situation to be uh, a harder one than others. But every single person is going through their own struggles with language learning and, of course, with many other things. And ultimately, you just need to get out of your comfort zone. This is something she said several times that by finally accepting that the struggles are just a part of this experience, you get out of your comfort zone, you embrace the fact that you need to make mistakes. They are just a natural part of this whole process that will transform your experience. So I got that vibe throughout the entire chat with her. And that was my biggest takeaway. What about yours? Mine is related, but it's one particular aspect of what made that mind shift happen. And that was connection. Honestly, I found because I'm also very introverted and I like to learn languages just kind of for myself and on my own. And my goal isn't necessarily to go out and use them to travel or to be around people or anything like that. But with both from what I gathered from Susanna and my own personal experience, regardless of what your goal is, even if your goal is only to like read Russian literature in the original language, which has nothing to do with other people, you still need connection. And that connection is so powerful because otherwise it's just this thing that you're doing completely by yourself. And the connection gives you support. It gives you relatability. It gives you all sorts of things that are just like really to stay motivated and, and, to also get an outside perspective and some feedback and everything else, that connection is just paramount. And so for me, even like, you know, meeting with my teachers and having that connection in that language to talk about what I read, that's like super important. But also, even if it's just like getting on Instagram and finding other people that are into reading books in their original languages or are into Russian to just kind of nerd out with them and share that experience, share that connection. It's just so important. And I think a lot of people kind of take the independent language learning route as I have to do this alone. 
and you really don't. And depending on how introverted or extroverted or whatever you are, that connection is still important. It doesn't mean you need to go out like Benny does and and get together with his friends in person and, you know, go to meetups and do all sorts of really extroverted things. Um, But it's, you know, just chatting with someone online or, you know, reaching out to people who share your passion for language learning or like something particular about what you do in your language learning or like joining the Fluent Three Months Challenge. Those things can all have a really powerful impact on your motivation, on the progress that you're making, on so many aspects of your language learning. So for this week, I would say go reach out to someone or, you know, revive a connection, form a new connection, you know, just connect with someone over your language learning. And I think it'll be a positive experience for you. With that, we'll go ahead and wrap up for today. Once again, if you're interested in joining us in the Fluent in Three Months Challenge, you can learn more at languagehacking.com slash challenge. And of course, you can get access to our bonus questions and extended episodes, plus tons of other fun exclusive content on our Patreon at languagehacking.com slash Patreon. And all of the links, resources, and everything else mentioned in this episode will be available to you as a part of the show notes. And until the next time, Happy language learning. Happy language learning. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Language Hacking Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Addict, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you found this episode valuable and want to help us out, please leave a review at languagehacking.com forward slash review. The Language Hacking Podcast is presented by Benny Lewis, Shannon Kennedy, and Elizabeth Bruckner, and produced by Katie Pascoe, with special thanks to the Fluent in Three Months team. Theme music was written and performed by Shannon Kennedy. Find the show notes at languagehacking.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening and happy language learning.